Hey everyone, welcome to Dance Colleges and Careers, brought to you by Insta Dance Coach, virtual guidance toward a professional dance career. My name is Brittany Noltmeyer, and I will be your guide to finding the perfect college for you. Dance Colleges and Careers is here to provide you with information about different dance colleges, what to expect, and how to find the right school for your dance type. Go to www.instadancecoach.com and click on the podcast tab to submit any additional questions. Follow me on social media at InstaDanceCoach, I-N-S-T-A-D-A-N-C-E, Coach. Let's hit it. Well, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Everybody, we have Kimberly Schaefer here. Kimberly, you like to go by Kim or Kimberly? Uh, usually Kim. Kim, okay. Kim Schaefer. And Kim recently was the dance assistant for Tommy Toon and Cheetah Rivera for their U.S. tour, Cheetah and Toon, just in time. And she also assisted... Tommy Tune and Randy Skinner on the production of Lady Be Good. Kim was also on the national tour of 42nd Street, correct? Yep, that's right. Are you a tap dancer? Yes, I'm a huge tap dancer. Yeah, okay. and I love that show. It's one of my favorite shows. Kim, would you say you're more of a dancer or a musical theater performer? Well, I started off as a dancer, and then as I just got older and older, um, I kind of progressed into more of the musical theater Broadway realm. And then when I went to... OCU, that was, I was a dance major, dance performance major. But then from there, I kind of decided like, that's where I wanted to start, like start my career is going to New York and doing like the Broadway musical theater shows rather than just strictly dance shows. Yeah. Awesome. So have you been in New York since you graduated college? I have. Wow. Yeah. The, the cool thing is, is I've been there since 2000, I graduated in 2004 and I moved to New York the fall of 2004. Okay. So I've been there for a while. Yeah. I travel a lot with shows, with tours and different other shows that I've done, regional work. Now I'm I'm on the creative team side of a lot of things. So I travel doing that as well. But yes, New York has been my resident since 2004. Wow. Where are you from? Where did you live before OCU? Uh, I'm New Orleans, Louisiana. New Orleans. All right. Super cool. So now you are a professor at Cap 21 and Marymount Manhattan. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Great. So how do you juggle being a professor at both schools? At Cap 21, I have my own classes. And at Marymount Manhattan, I'm a sub for all of the dance classes. At Cap 21, I have my own tap and jazz classes that I go to every week. And then Marymount Manhattan, basically anytime a teacher calls out has a project, has a show, has rehearsal, is sick, whatever it is, um, then they call me and I come in and I teach their classes for them. But the good thing is, the way my schedule works right now is Marymount is in the morning and my CAP classes are in the afternoon, evening. Awesome. Uh Okay, so I'd love to focus a little bit more on CAP 21, if that's all right by you. Yeah, definitely. So CAP 21, guys, it's known as Collaborative Arts Project 21 right? Yes. And it is a program that is connected to Malloy College in New York City. Correct. In in Long Island. Yeah, it's in Long Island. Uh Uh-huh. Long Island. Uh, Malloy is my middle name. Oh, cool. Okay. So so there's my only connection to Malloy College. Let's talk a little bit more about Malloy and how it's a separate program, but you can still get your degree from Malloy College. Okay. So basically, 
basically the way that they have programmed it is that you take all of your gen ed classes at Malloy College in Long Island, mm -hmm. and then you take all of your theater classes. So anything that's dance, vocal, music, acting related, it's called 50 Broadway. That's where we are located at the studios in Manhattan, in New York City. And the way that they've kind of scheduled it out is that each grade has certain days that they're in certain spots. So for example, so I teach right now, this semester, I teach freshmen and I teach juniors. And the freshmen and the juniors are at New York City in the Manhattan location, basically what they call the Cap 21, on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I think Fridays too, but definitely Monday and Wednesdays. The sophomores and seniors are in the Manhattan location on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So they kind of alternate. And then the way they have it also scheduled is as the years progress, you're less at Malloy and you're more at Cap. The freshmen, I believe, only are um, in the Manhattan location doing their musical theater classes Mondays and Wednesdays. And then they're at Malloy for three days. And then at each year, by the time you get to be seniors, you actually, I think, are at Malloy only one day a week. Oh, okay. So has that changed at all with all of the dual credit and uh, AP classes that are in high school now? A lot of incoming freshmen come in with some courses under their belt already. Does that mess up their schedule at all? Or do they get the time off? <laughs> no, I don't think it messes up their schedule. I think what happens is that they end up just taking classes that are more advanced for them. And then by the time they get to be seniors, they don't have many gen ed classes. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like they're bumped up a grade already for their gen ed classes. So they like start freshman year as like the sophomore gen ed classes. Okay. So their senior year, they could, they could either take other ones they might be interested in or maybe let that go to a to an extra minor. Yeah. And a lot of, I'll be honest, because this is in New York City and Manhattan, a lot of the seniors, by the time they get there, they're going to be auditioning for summer stock work, auditioning for fall work, taking workshops, taking um, master classes, trying to get an agent, all of that stuff that's preparing them for their actual like musical theater career. So by the time you get to be a senior, what you're focused on is what you're gonna do right after school. How are you gonna get to that next step you know, in your musical theater career. Yeah, that's really awesome. And being in the city like that, it gives them that opportunity kind of before anybody else because everyone else is still in school. Exactly. If they do have a really big time audition or they're meeting with an agent or something during school hours, are, are they given any flexibility to, to do that? Yes, they just have to um, obviously go through the steps. They have to email the um, uh, head of the conservatory um, and then obviously email the teachers that you're going to be missing classes. Um, so that is something that's totally, you know, open about. However, they can't take advantage of it either. Right. Which is actually good. It teaches them professionalism. Yeah. It's good because they can't abuse it. But then if it's something major, then they're like, yes, please go try that opportunity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Because that's a really special thing about being in New York City. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, by the time they get to usually junior year, junior and, and senior year, all the students live in the city, not Long Island. Meaning- yeah. 
they could be living in like Astoria or Brooklyn or Washington Heights or Manhattan, somewhere like that, instead of living off of the LIRR. Long mm-hmm. Island Railroad. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Now, can we talk about majors at Malloy College or with the CAP 21 program? Mm-hmm. Just the musical theater BFA or are there other branches of that? Usually for to get into like what we're doing is just the one major. So BFA musical theater. Yeah. So I okay. teach what I teach is all the musical theater students. So I am uh, one of the dance professors in like the musical theater departments. Okay. Yeah. And they're all under the same major. Okay. Okay. Is there a separate theater arts too, like just for just for acting majors? Or I know everyone's got this triple threat goal. Yeah, not at CAP 21. Okay. Um, CAP 21 is a musical theater program. So everyone has to take everything like you have to take you have to take um, classes in order to be a triple threat, basically. Awesome. Okay, so a lot of our listeners are like primarily dancers or maybe looking at dance schools. I know when I was looking for my school, I was looking for a musical theater program, but vocally, I wasn't strong enough. What would you say for dancers who maybe love musical theater, maybe would love to go in that route? Do you think if they're not vocally the strongest right now, there's still potential for them to possibly get into CAP 21 and make musical theater a career for them? Yes, 100%. I think dancers would really benefit from CAP 21's program because they do take a lot of dance classes, but I will say they do take a little bit more acting and vocal classes. It's actually great for someone who's strongest at dance because you already have that foundation. Mm -hmm. And so then once you get into our dance classes, we can just keep building you further and further and further. Right. Whereas we do, they do offer a lot of like singing and acting classes. Like if I can be honest with you, a lot of the students that have thrived the most at CAP 21 are actually dancers who came in and then really focused on their singing and their acting. That's awesome. I think that is something that's, um, we're really good at doing. We'll keep building up on that dance career. And also, too, the great part about CAP 21, like one of my students, and they don't do this for everyone. This is obviously exceptions. But Mm -hmm. um, one of my dancers, so I teach jazz and tap at CAP 21. And one of my um, tap dancers uh, in my junior class was very excelled. So much excelled in tap that, like, it was not even with any of the rest of her classmates. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was hard to put her in a class because I was like, even if I gave her like extra stuff, okay, you're going to add all the pulls or you're going to do an extra wing on this part, whatever it is, it was still not enough for her. Right. And so we worked it out to where I actually gave her private lessons and also suggested different dance classes, like different teachers she should go take that will help advance her tap skills. Awesome. Yeah. And also get connections. Yeah. Like I recommended her to go take from Randy Skinner because he choreographs and directs a lot of big tap shows, you know? Right. And I I have worked with him and I love him. And so I was like, please go take his class. It's an amazing class, you know? So I recommended that because obviously I didn't want her to be spending money every week on classes and more classes I right when she's already in school yeah of course I I kind of build in with privates so then me and her would just get in a studio together and I would challenge her much more than I could in a 
a full class setting. Right. Yeah. That's really special. It must be a small enough program where you can handle that. Yeah. I mean, I know that was a one-time situation, but like how large would you say the class size coming okay, in? Okay, so let's see. The junior class size right now is around uh, 25 to 30 people. Yeah, around 30. Great. Uh, yeah, 25 to 30. So, and then I believe like the seniors is around the same. So it kind of ranges 25 to 30 um, in each grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. That's a good amount. Well, enough that you get to know everyone, but not too big yeah. that you get lost. And I think, I think the freshman class this year is a little bit bigger. So I think they are around 40, but um, that's kind of around our maximum. Okay. So if a dancer wants to come to school and become this musical theater performer, if they're a senior, would you say start taking your voice lessons right now? Or when, when would you suggest for a student to start practicing voice or maybe acting? I mean, honestly, if that is something that you know you want to do, I would start right away. To be fair and honest, the more um, years go by, the harder it is and the more competition there is. So if that's something you know you're passionate about, you can get into voice classes, getting into acting classes, getting prepared for that audition. Even if you go take a couple of technique classes and then just start building enough of a rep book, a couple songs for auditions and start working on those right away Mm -hmm. so that by the time it gets to college auditions, you'll be ready to go. Become an InstaDance Insider today. InstaDance Coach is virtual guidance toward a professional dance career. It is an exclusive program for the serious dancer. If you are a dedicated, passionate dancer with drive and hunger for success, you can apply today at www.instadancecoach.com. Awesome. Since you've mentioned college auditions, is there a song you can think of that you would say, do not sing this song at your college audition? Uh, Well, you know, there are, okay. (laughs) Or one that you're just personally over. (laughs) Well, okay. I'll be honest. Most of the very common standards I would stick away from. Things like all that jazz or memory, stuff like that. That's very common. Been in a lot of shows. That's not saying you can't find something in that style. So like, say you're a dancer and um, you want to sing something that's like big and belty and something that you could dance to. Think about something like hit me with the hot note or something that is similar to all that jazz, but not all that jazz, you know? Right, right. Cool. Yeah. Or I, I like to think sometimes of like, like as a dancer, a role that I could possibly play, like a dancer role. I might look more towards a song like that. Of course. Yeah. I mean, I always, for me, when I was um, getting ready, I always, Gwen Verdon was one of like my um, idols. So I always like went to her roles. So I always went to like the Sweet Charity and the Lolas. And that's the stuff I always gravitated to, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so definitely thinking about what your style is, what your part is, um, even if it's not something that it would be a hundred percent your role, if it's something that right now, a lot of shows, the ensemble has to have all of the understudies in it. So you also Mm -hmm. will have to dance in the ensemble, but be able to understudy one of the leading roles. So say, you know, there's like, like in how to succeed if you wanted to be in in the ensemble, but then you wanted to understudy 
Hedy LaRue. So it's like thinking about of where you would fit in the musical theater Broadway world. Right. As a dancer, going for a musical theater degree, you kind of gravitate more towards an ensemble role. You go for, to the dance call first and then you're in the ensemble, but you still have to be able to hold your own and be able to play that lead if you get it. But for musical theater majors, like at Cap 21, they're probably going for the lead characters. So like if you're a dancer now and you want to be a lead, that's something you need to strive for. Excellent voice and acting ability, what you might yeah, be getting I mean, at Cap 21. You know, honestly, nowadays you do have to be able to do everything. So even if, mm -hmm. like, even if your voice is phenomenal, when you get to a certain level in New York, the big names will be playing the leads. So you'll still have to be in the ensemble and dance, you know? So that's, it's funny because obviously I teach dance, but that's something that I always try to like preface and say, like one of my good friends, she has understudied Kelly O'Hara. She's had to be in the ensemble of a lot of shows because she's the understudy for Kelly, but obviously Kelly O'Hara is a huge name. So she got the lead. Okay. Because right. she's, phenomenal you know right <laughs> it's stuff like that like that you will have to you know learn and um you know think about as you're going on in the career okay so how about some students might be afraid of moving to new york city for college right as if you're someone like me from north dakota or coming out of oklahoma new orleans it can be like daunting thinking about moving to new york city at age 18. Do you have any advice or tips for a student who is not coming from a big city or the New York area? Yeah, one thing is that if you do know somebody that happens to be going to New York, make sure you kind of go travel in a pack. I moved to New York with two of my best friends from Oklahoma City, and we were all from the South, you know, had never been in a, in a big city like that. We kind of had each other to support each other. Also too, I think if you're not from a big city, when you're looking for apartments in New York, look at other areas besides like Manhattan. When I first moved to New York, a big area for um, musical theater students and professionals is Astoria. That's where I lived. I liked it there. Yeah. Yeah. In Queens. And like, I feel like that has a little bit more of a homey feel than living mm -hmm. right smack in the middle of Manhattan. Even like Washington Heights is getting really nice and it's mm -hmm. like a really nice neighborhood now. Thinking about doing those things that kind of take you out of the chaos will just help you cope on like the daily basis. Right. But I will say one big thing I always tell people coming to New York, wanting to do this career is try not to get swallowed by your side jobs. Yes. That's one of my big advices. What do you, what do you mean by that? Can you elaborate? Of course. You know, obviously everyone has to have side jobs in order to make rent while you're auditioning. Right. I, I've seen so many people that have gotten maybe like server jobs or something like that. And they mm -hmm. end up waiting tables every day of the week. And then they go out after work. And so then they will wake up the next day to go to auditions. And then it just becomes kind of like a cycle. You're in New York and you're not doing what you actually came there to do. Right. And that's a very, very hard thing to keep focused on because... New York is, is a hard city. Yeah. And then you start to see the dollar signs too when you're waiting tables. You see more than what you might see when you're doing your job, a show. Yes, of course. Of course. And so, 
you know, I mean, that's a hard thing to like think about and it's a hard thing to get out of. Yeah. So I've been there and I've been there too. Yeah. And luckily I got a show that got me out of it. Mm -hmm. And then I actually never went back to working at a restaurant. That, mm -hmm. That's my, that's my prime example. But um, I mean, anything like, I think a great job is like nannying because it's nice and flexible, but I've also known some people that have become like full time. And then you're watching kids from 8am to six while the parents work and it's easy, but then you're not auditioning anymore. Right. And then what's your, what's your plan for the long run? Right. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Temporary. Yeah. Right. Mm. I think that's really good advice. I totally agree. It can get very easy to get sucked into that life and see the dollar signs and get tired of waking up so early, but we always have to like come back and ground ourselves and be like, why am I actually here? Why am I, why am I doing this? Why did I fight so hard for four years in college? Yeah. Yeah. Snap out of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. I will say this is a very, if they end up choosing New York, a very helpful hint for um, non-equity performers yes. is making friends that audition for the same things. Because the way the non-equity wor uh, world works is that you have to go sign up on lists. Mm -hmm. And so I've told my students, make friends with all the people that go to female dance call or, or whatever you're going in for. Right. And then take turns signing people in yeah. so that you're not getting up at five in the morning every single day because that's just going to burn you out. Mm -hmm. You know, that's really, really great advice. Make friends, but like genuinely. Yes. Yeah. The, don't do it just to use them, but make them and then do it and give back to them as well. I also think it's a support system. Right. You exactly. Know? Yes. Because no one, I mean, no one honestly wants to get up at 5 a.m. to sign up for auditions. When you no. have to be back at 10 a.m. to actually show your best self. Because I always say, I'm like, I'm like, if you're getting up at 5 a.m. every day and then you have to get there at back at back there at 10 a.m. or stay there till 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. By the time you go in that room, you're not showing your best self. Right. That's a really good piece of advice. So make those friends and then give, help each other out. Yeah. Help each other. Sign each other up. Let others sleep in. Yeah. Take turns. Take care of each other. Yeah. So it's like mental, physical, emotional breaks, you know? Right. And we're all going in for the same thing, but you're, you're really not one, one person's type is totally different from everyone else's. So you, you don't know what's going on behind the table. Oh, a hundred percent. Make your friends and be supportive. Yes. Um, I think one final question I have is, would you say that the transition is very easy for these students who do move to New York in the middle of college, really, rather than picking up their whole life after college and then making the move to New York? Do you see a lot of them have a very smooth transition into the working world? I think there is advantages of going to college in New York because you already have learned all of the in and outs of New York mm -hmm. and even started like taking classes and doing auditions and stuff like that before you even get out of college. Yeah. So I think that is really great, but I also feel like sometimes it can burn you out as well. Sure. You know, sure. mm -hmm. so I kind of see both sides. Yeah. You know, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that was actually, I mean, a long time ago, that was my struggle is whether or not I actually, my other choice besides Oklahoma City University was Marymount Manhattan, where I teach at, you okay, know, where yeah. I sub at. And, um, and 
for those, you know, like I was like, oh, but then I could be in the city already. Right. You know, I don't know. It's kind of a toss up. I do think it does. Um, you do have a smoother transition into New York because you've already, you're already living there. So there really isn't any transition except for the fact that now you're not in school and you're auditioning. Right. But I also think maybe some of the excitement has worn off. You know, yeah, like, sure, I just sure. remember when I moved to New York, like after I finished some summer stock um, in Oklahoma, I was so excited. And I was like, I like hit the ground running. And I was like, Woo! if I had already been there for four years, I don't know if I would have been like, let's go. Yeah, that's, that's, who knows? I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I did too. Graduated, young, excited, new city, new things to do. Yeah. So would you say that like 100% of your students stay in New York or do any of them choose the LA route? I feel like that could be kind of complicated after being so heavily in New York and understanding this world. Most of my students have stayed in New York. Mm -hmm. We don't do a lot of film and TV work at Cap 21. And if we do, I don't know about it. I'll be honest. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure they do take one class, but um, it's not a focus. Yeah. And so I feel like most of the people that transition into the LA world, musical theater wise, try to go for film and television. Sure. I don't have a lot of students. I've actually had more friends as we've gotten older, done the musical theater route when we're younger, and then transitioned into the film and TV as you get older. You know, your body just, <laughs> it's not nicer on your body. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Unless you're one of the ones doing like backflip over and over again on the TV. Well, oh yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, is there anything... Anything else you'd like to share about Cap 21 or Marymount? Anything else unique that you think our listeners need to need to hear? Well, really quickly, I want to just tell you kind of the like little difference between Marymount Manhattan and Cap, the way they structure the dance stuff. Great. I love that. So Marymount Manhattan, actually, the way they do it is that they have one teacher that teaches you every single day and that that teacher teaches you ballet, jazz, and tap. Wow. Yes. Um, So now this is just for, let me, I want to make sure all of the listeners know, this is just for the musical theater department at Marymount Manhattan. Okay. Dance department at Marymount Manhattan is completely separate. Okay. Does that mean if they wanted to do a musical at Marymount and they're a dancer, they wouldn't wouldn't be able to do that? The programs are very separated? You know, I'm not sure about that. Okay. Yeah, I would have to ask about that. But um, this is the musical theater department and like, this okay. is like the dance, they call it daily dance. It's the, um, dance classes. Obviously they have daily, um, yeah. each year they get a new teacher. Okay. It's not like every semester. It's like, there's a ballet, a tap and a jazz teacher. It's one person that teaches that, that same group of students ballet tap engine. Wow. That's really interesting. Yeah, it is quite interesting because, you know, I will say it's hard because I do feel like not every teacher is going to be that well-rounded to teach mm-hmm. all three things. Amazingly. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you kind of have a, I don't know, crap shoot for that, but um, sure. yeah. I don't know. Maybe it could create a really good mentorship. Yes, it definitely, it definitely creates like really good leaders and they really like look up to their teachers of course someone that they spend all day with them yeah exactly so that's just kind of the the biggest difference that like I see with the two different programs like the musical theater yeah that's really unique 
I haven't heard of that. We're like cap 21, like this semester alone, I'm teaching um, junior tap classes Mm -hmm. and then I'm teaching freshman jazz classes. Okay. But like every semester, like I've taught sophomore jazz classes and I, you know, I've taught senior tap classes. So like, it's always changing, Uh but it's like one segment and one teacher. Okay. I think that's super interesting to know. That is very interesting. Yeah. Oh, there are some famous people that came out of cap 21. Right? This is what the web says. Correct me if I'm wrong. Lady Gaga. Yes, she did. Anne Hathaway. Yes. Matthew Morrison. Kristen Bell. Yep. It's funny. Um, the head of the dance department, her name is Lori Leshner. She is one of my favorite people ever. But she taught Lady Gaga because she's been Ooh. she's been part of Cat 21 for many years now. And um, she taught La- Lady Gaga jazz. And I was like, that's really cool. <laughs> Yeah, I think jazz class, she's like, higher passe, Gaga. <laughs> yeah, well, she wasn't, yeah, she wasn't, her name wasn't Gaga at the time, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah. And there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of other like Broadway people too, like, you know, that have come out and are now performing on Broadway and stuff. So. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It was so, so awesome to learn about the Cap 21 prod, um, Cap 21. Program? Cap. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the CAP 21 program. So again, that stands for Collaborative Arts Project 21, and they're connected to Malloy College on Long Island in New York. Yeah. Thank you, Kim. This is Kim Schaefer with us um, talking about the musical theater department at CAP 21. And Kim, is there, should we follow you on Instagram? Where can we find you if we have more questions? Yeah. So on Instagram, my Instagram name is Kimmy Diva. I know, really funny, but um, K-I-M-M-I-E-D-I-B-A. You can look Kimberly Schaefer is the full name. Okay. Um, or Facebook Kimberly Schaefer as well. Okay. So you can follow me on either one. Okay. I teach all over New York City. So if you follow Kimmy Diva, you'll see like what I'm teaching at. I sub at BBC. You'll see where I'm teaching and, and when. Awesome. So we can stay up to date with Kimmy Diva on Instagram and Facebook, Kimberly Schaefer, or on Instagram at Kimmy Diva, K-I-M-M-I-E. Thanks so much, Kim. Yep. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dance Colleges and Careers, brought to you by InstaDance Coach. This episode is edited by Brenna Murchie. Theme song is created by Matthew Claiborne at Flamingo Sound and Show. Thank you to my sponsors, the Chiropractic Center of Leesburg and Claremont, and Pure Hemp Labs. Catch you on the inside. Thank you.